And hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to Get a Grip with Coach Elix. I'm your host, Coach Elix, and with me today, my amazing co-host and guest star. Wow, I'm doing double duty, Stephen the Medium. Stephen the Medium is here, and if you're listening to us for the first time, he's not only my co-host, he's also an attorney, very good-looking attorney, if I may say so myself. Say it. In that just did, and <laughs> also a medium, so he talks to dead people. So that alone should keep you tuned in to listen to our conversation. And today we're going to have an amazing conversation because, um, you know, Stephen and I often do our show together, but he's got so much to offer that I thought, you know what? Why don't you pick a topic that you want to engage our listeners um, in, and um, we'll navigate it together. And you came up with stepping out of our, stepping out of your personality. So we're all going to do that. I can't wait to hear what that means to you and what were you going to have us do, but it promises to be a very exciting show. And I know that you have a lot of fans and they better be listening, Stephen, just saying. They better, they better. <laughs> It's going to be a fantastic hour. Absolutely. It always is. But yes. I think today's an extra because, you know, we get to have you as the highlight of the show. Sure. The guest star. And I mean, and not for nothing, but I know that you don't like to be the highlight of things. You no, know, you, no. you want to be like in the, the background. At all. No, you, you don't like this. Mark, is there anything you want to say about that? I'm sure he's rolling his eyes right about M now. Mark is... Um, <laughs> Not available at the present time. <laughs> uh, I'm. I know that those that know Stephen are just probably rolling their eyes, saying, "Oh yeah, right." Come on. S Stephen carries his own spotlight, just in case you know there is not a spotlight around. So just saying, you do and you do I mean, it well. Yeah, it's it's, it's it's just there. It's automatic. It's just there always. And and you know what. The, th the great thing about what you just said is that it's not just because it's Steven, it's because everyone has the same, right? Absolutely. It, whether you want it dim or whether you want it bright, that's up to you. I, so. I'm, I'm with you. Yes. You know, this, this reminds me just so that, um, and I, I'm, I was about to ask you about, you know, what you've been up to, but last, last weekend, Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, you did a very incredible event in, uh, in Cape Cod at, Don and Sons, um, Eric and Adam hosted you, and uh, you had 16 people. And you can talk about the event. I'm just going to say Stephen got dressed, and he looked amazing, and he he had these amazing pants that he got in P-Town. And he says to me, do you think people will notice my pants? And I said, it doesn't matter whether they do or not. You will make sure that they will notice your pants. <laughs> And that's the truth, because if nobody makes a comment, Stephen is like, how about my pants, people? Do you like them? Does anyone want to say anything about how awesome I looked? And, and I didn't have to. And you didn't have to because. No, I but didn't. Because whether they do or not, it doesn't matter. You are going to bring it up. <laughs> that I know for sure. And you know what? That also speaks to you. We all have that power. You know, you could wait. Yes. And, you know, and feel sad when you don't get what you want or you can claim it like yes. you do. And I think yes. that's absolutely awesome. Yes. So that's it, Stephen. What, 
tell us what you've been up to. Well, just just continuing what you just said about last Sunday. So Adam and Erica, who own the Pheasant Restaurant in Dennis, um, and own a liquor store, which is it was it is the cutest liquor store I've ever seen um, in Yarmouth, all down the Cape, had come to me and asked, um, would I be interested in doing an event that they have this really beautiful table? Um, it's it's like a high-end sort of picnic table, if you will. It's really, really nice. And it fits comfortably 16 people. So that was the max. So I said, absolutely. So we set it up. And I think last week I had mentioned that within 24 hours, all these tickets were sold. And that was pretty incredible. I got to tell you, though, it's not, it is not easy. Like some people automatically and will say to me, oh, that's an easier group than if you're doing, you know, like a, I don't know, the last month, two months ago, I, when I did that event, that was over 100 people. So this one's much easier. And actually, as you know, Elix, the 16 group is way harder than 100, 200, 300, 400 people because when you have a huge venue, you clearly cannot get to everybody, right? I just, I have right. to let spirit drive me and I start doing readings. I try to get to as many people as I can. There's no pressure. I, I, I just will deliver the messages, have a good time with it, feel the emotions. In a smaller group, 16, I have to hit 16 people. 16 people have to be read. And that is a lot. And I say that with love because I love what I do. It's not a job for me. It's I love what I do. But it is a lot. 16 yeah. people, right? So, But every but the, single one of them got amazing validations from their loved ones. And, uh, you know, I and I sit in the background. I help Stephen t- with timing. But I'm all, sometimes I actually have to pay very close attention because I get so wrapped up in the readings that I also can, I can lose track. That's how, how amazing it was. And, and by the way, Stephen, this is not your traditional liquor store. They don't, they, they don't have, what is it that you call it, Nips? Yeah, please. They don't Thank have God. that. No, no one is, should have that. Well, just saying. okay, can we not go into that? you know, rant again, but this is, this is a beautiful, I, if I may say so myself, high end, if you are looking for very special wine, this is the place that's going to have it. And if they don't, I positive, they'll get it for you. But this, I would call this the Ritz Carlton of a liquor store. Would you say that? Yes. Yeah. Really, really awesome. It's just beautiful, beautiful. And when Steven says a picnic table, it's like pretty fancy. I said table. that. I said a high end. It's it's gorgeous. It's actually gorgeous. No, it was you know, so gorgeous. A, a shout out to Erica and, and Adam and a shout out to Derek, who was running the place and um, got to experience everything. Because what the wild thing is, too, which I didn't even realize, is that in the middle, like, in the middle of starting the event, they the shop closed at six. The event was four to six. So from four to six, if people came in, they were just listening to me. They could it was the same yeah. room. They could see me, they could hear me. It was really, really wild and cool. And I noticed some customers that came in were like sort of slow to move <laughs> forward to pick their wine because they were listening and just getting very I don't know if you noticed that he looks getting just very intrigued and involved and um and Derek who was running the the show there running the store um you know at the end said that 
he loved it. He had never experienced anything like that, and um, he he just thought it was amazing. So that was a yeah, no, that was it, it, thing was, it, it really was amazing. And by the way, um, I know a lot of the people that were there also bought wine. So I think yeah, um, you know, I think that you know they they also sold you know a number of bottles uh, there. So that's a win win. Win-win for everyone. So, and I'm going to do it again. The following day, Erica, um, one of the owners, emailed me and said how much she loved it. She was there, and that she definitely wants to do this again. So, at some point, I got to get back to her with the date. But you know, the great thing too on the, the on the on the end or the side of people coming in is that because it's maxed out at 16, you just know when you come in, you're getting a reading. So how how wild is that? Unlike a, a larger venue that you cross your fingers and say, "Please meet him, look at me," and you're like, "Read me," you know. So and you may or may not. Most likely, you probably not because in a big venue, you can only get to a a smaller number of people. So, Stephen, the other thing, um, you know, I just saw on our live stream that you know who's listening, Who? Matthew Ryan Kondraki. So. Hey. Uh, do you want to talk about his amazing show on primetime and why why they should be watching the show? Yeah, I mean, it, starting off with just Matthew, really. Matthew is, he's 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 just something else. Helix and I, you know, got to meet him. He reached out to me last um, May of 2023 to see if I was interested in, in being part of his project he was putting together, which is called Doc Echo's. Uh, paranormal, paranormal series and I said yes and he's just he has become such a good friend family we just love Matthew he's he and he's the he's just so talented and and so giving and he's just an amazing guy but he he's he put together this the series as I just mentioned and I believe unless something's changed as of right now there's three episodes out on Amazon prime and i don't have it in front of me but there's also another platform that is a it's a paranormal platform that um maybe on break i'll be able to pull it up and then i can just mention it but so he's got two platforms which is not a big surprise but this so there's three episodes i am in the second episode and i'm in an episode to come in the first season but uh, you know I'm not surprised at all, Elix, that this series and his work is getting recognition from many, many levels. Like, just exposure, like, I mean, I'm not surprised, but, like, amazing exposure. And it is, um, it's such an authentic series and how he puts it together and having, you know, the medium first and then the investigation and the, and also the team he's got is just pretty incredible too, right? Kudos to Tammy. Yes. For sure. I, I don't know the name of the rest of the team. Scarlett is there so, and, and we met her. So. She's amazing. You know, all, you know, it's, it's the, the people that Matthew has brought in. It's not a surprise. It's just the people that live and breathe this. And I think I said that to them at the end of the second series is that um, one amazing thing is just 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 the genuineness of these people. And and also what is really incredible is in two locations that I did episodes when I checked into spirit in the locations and, you know, as a medium in all in all the episodes, the mediums do not know where they're going. They're blindfolded. It's pretty wild. But I checked in with spirit and um, I got thumbs up from everybody in spirit saying they liked Matthew's crew. 
And that's not going to happen to every crew, let me just say. No, actually, you know? we've done other events where they weren't happy that there were people there. So, you know, Matthew clearly comes from a very amazing, authentic place. You know, the only thing is, Stephen, I wish he would actually show up for his calls with me. But I'm just going to put that out there, you know, Mr. Matthew. Just saying. I'll leave, I'll leave, you know that, what? I'll leave that right there for you. Listen, maybe after listening to this show and what I'm going to speak about, maybe Matthew will get a different perspective and, and, and show up. First of all, um, the fact that he's got you um, is an amazing thing because you're well sought after. And, um, I, you know, I hope maybe this will, will change. And, We'll see. We shall see. But it's time to take a small commercial break. As, and, a, as opposed to a lodge? Well, yeah, I mean, it's up to our producer. But, um, <laughs> but when we come back, we're going to talk about stepping out of your personality. And guess what? We have an amazing, extraordinary guest, Mr. Stephen F. Masek, also known as Stephen the Medium an attorney, an intuitive healer, a radio host, and a teacher. It's right here with us. So win, 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 win. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. And hello, everyone. Welcome back to Get a Grip with Coach Elix. I'm your host, Coach Elix. And with me today, my amazing co-host, but also the highlighted guest of today's show, Mr. Stephen the medium, Stephen F. Masek, attorney, medium, teacher, healer, you, know, you you got a whole bunch of, you know, titles behind you. And today we're talking about our personalities, our souls, and the connection and how we can be able to make good decisions in life. So I don't know about you, but I can't wait to, to sort of dive deeper into that conversation. So Stephen, hello and welcome as our highlighted guest. Welcome, welcome. Thank you, Mr. Cintron. It's nice to meet you. Nice to be here. So I know I can't, I, I'm so excited. I mean, Stephen is always the co-host, so he always has so much to bring to our conversation. But but this is this is something that I think um, it's, it's, it's in, I, I, I use this term and I know you don't like the term, but it's the one that comes to mind. It's in your wheelhouse. It's what you know, to, you know, what you know about. And, and when there's things that I know you know a lot about them, I tune in and I listen. So let's talk about, you know, personality. Now, I, you know, I, I believe we understand that personality is a person's collection of interrelated behavioral, could be cognitive, emotional patterns, you know, that comprise that unique adjustment, you know, to life, right? Personality is what makes us a person. And there is, you know, that connection, or I think there may be that connection, you know, between our personality, you know, and our soul and our beliefs. And I want you, Stephen, to walk us through that process so that we can sync with our soul and our personality. Tell us more about that, Stephen. Okay, so how this started was maybe about a year and a half, two years ago, when I was still representing kids, I was still, as an attorney, I had done that for 20 plus years, working the 
attorney job in juvenile court, as well as running my mediumship business. And I had one of those days that I remember coming home. It wasn't actually, it wasn't really more of juvenile. It was really more of, and I, maybe part of it, I was just, you know, the, the judge was late and, and then all the cases were coming before me and I was just, I was waiting to get out of there. I had like, I had to get home and do readings, a virtual reading. So I was late with that, but I did get home. And then I was was sending something up. I don't remember the specific details. All I know is at the end of the day, towards the end of the day, around 7 o'clock p.m. that day, I was in a very, just just a, an, a, a cranky, crabby mood. Just, just not, not being grateful for anything. Just right then and thinking of what happened that day and just not a great mood. And I remember, Elix, you said to me, I started telling you how I was feeling and you said, go meditate, you know, it will make you feel better. And I even, you know, was just digging my heels in saying, no, no, I can't, I can't. You, to meditate, you got to be in a certain place and I can't, I'm, I'm just so heated, I can't, I can't. And so finally, Elix, I listened to Elix's suggestion and I came upstairs and meditated. And right at the tail end of the meditation, I was just, you know, I was meditating, not even thinking of, of, of trying not to think of what had happened that day, even though it was coming in and out and I wasn't paying attention to the meditation. And I think that was part of it. And at the tail end of the, of the meditation, I heard in spirit, um, when I, I was, it was, I, I was thinking about, like what had happened on a whole for that particular day, even though I should have been like focused on the meditation. And right the second I started thinking about like everything that happened and how, you know, why I was so right to be so upset, I heard good luck with all that. And then the meditation, like I was, I was listening to a guided meditation, it ended and then it took me a second. And I thought, first of all, who, who was that? And what, what does that mean? Good luck with all that. And then I started processing it and it, it took me several days. And then I realized that what spirit was saying, what it really was, was my soul explaining to me, it was sort of twofold, explaining to me that everything that happened that day and everything that I was going through and how cranky and crabby I was, was my personality. So for me at that point, I'm like, well, that's me, right? It's, it's all me. It's, and I think a lot of people think this, listen, it, my personality is part of me. It's all 100% me until I couldn't reconcile. But, but who said good luck with all that? I'm like, how, how, how do I have another part of me saying that? And then the light bulb went on and I thought, oh my God, that's my soul. Like it's my soul is looking at the personality saying, listen, good luck with that. When you want to figure all that out, then you come back to me because you are not coming back to me with all that. That's not what I do. That's not where I feel. That's not where I belong. I never get there ever. That's the personality. And then I started really focusing on it, um, Elix, and just thinking about, oh, my God. So when you look at a person, the, the way I'm explaining or describing or defining a personality is you look at the person and whatever you see is the personality, which means not just the, the, like the physical part of what you're seeing, but the internal part, what, 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 what their life's been about, like where, when they were born in, 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 and like in how they were treated and their beliefs and everything is the personality. And then inside that personality is the person's soul. 
they are usually separate and, and that's just part of life right it's just part of like as soon as we're little kids and you know what we're shown and and, and we we start getting rules and you know your parents tell you to do this or that and rightfully so that they should be doing that but that sort of splits or breaks apart the soul from the personality and and they're two distinct entities in one full entity and i guess the the, the best way to say this elix is that whether you believe in reincarnation or not if you just go with me and know that you've had previous lives previous personalities but one soul so the one soul is with every personality so eventually when i die and if and when i decide to come back my soul's coming back it's now with a different personality completely different personality it could be a different gender it could be a female it could be so many different things but the soul is the same i have that commonality across new lives and old lives all the same that makes sense yeah it makes perfect sense oh my god you you've already said so much um there's so much i want to say but so let me let me just go with the last part because what I heard is that the soul is not attached to any personality and it really trumps pers- the personality. But what I was wanted to ask you is, so do our personalities evolve over time? In, in, in one lifetime, that is. So do they evolve over time? Do we have more than one personality or is it just one personality? It's one personality, but absolutely evolves. And the greatest thing about then how does it evolve is all in control of the personality. And it's all in 100% control of the person. Is 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 whether you want to stay in a, like the example I started with or that, that scenario I started with, could I stay in that every day, every other day? Of course I could. Just being... Yeah, being cranky, being angry, yeah. being just looking at, at life from the complete polar opposite of being grateful for what I have, but just thinking of what's not right. Could I stay like that? Of course. And from doing so many readings, Elix, I, I have just um, spirit, when I'm doing readings and I'm reading somebody, and of course it's a three-way conversation, I'm talking to the person I'm reading and also their loved ones in spirit. The one loved ones in spirit will never point to someone I'm reading and saying, you're not doing this, blah, blah, blah. They give me what they did in this physical, in their physical life saying, I wish, Stephen, I regret, Stephen. And that's how I figured this, all of this out of, I, I regret that I didn't have my personality evolve. I was stubborn. I I was tunnel visioned. I I kept with the beliefs I had, which we're going to talk about, and I never ever strayed from that. And did I have a good life? Yes. Could I have had an extraordinary life that I didn't? Absolutely. Mm. Now, Stephen, what would you say? Because as I'm listening to you, right, I'm thinking we know people, we know friends, family members who have tendencies to to see the glass half empty, negative, right? No matter what happens, they always look through that negative lens. So what would you say to them? Is that a personality? Is that their personality? And if so, can they shift that? 
Yes. And, and again, it is their personality, but how it became their personality for, for, for so much of, of how it became that personality is because of experiences and beliefs the person had up until this point. Can they shift it and change it? Absolutely. That's part of the title of this, this um, show is stepping out of your personality. You, you can't, when you're in it, when you're living it, you can't get out of it as easily as you can if you step out of it for a second. And most people don't think that's possible. So when you're like in it and you're, you're, you're just, you're in that daily life, it's so hard um, to, to, to see anything else. It's, it's really, it's, it's w what's familiar. It's what's consistent. And it's also like a little bit of, um, the, uh, the personality being afraid of, but what happens if I change something, who will I be? Or what happens if I try to change something and I'm a failure or, or people don't like me, at least right now, based on who I am, I, I, at least I have people that, that I think like me. So there's just so much going on, but when you're in it, it is, it's, it's very, very hard to, to see out of it. Yeah. Well, Stephen, we, we need to take another commercial break, but there's so many questions I have. I'm sure there's questions that our listeners have. Um, just a reminder, if you want to talk to Stephen, you can call him at 508-222-1320. But Stephen, stay with us because we're going to take a small commercial break, and when we come back, we're going to continue our conversation about stepping out of your personality. We'll be right back. And hello, everyone, and welcome back to Get a Grip with Coach Elix. I'm your host, Coach Elix, and with me, my amazing co-host and today's special guest, Stephen the Medium. Stephen the Medium, who happens to be my husband, an attorney, a medium, an intuitive healer, a radio host, and a teacher. And today we're talking about stepping out of your personality. And one of the things that... Um, Stephen, um, his intention today is to help you sync your soul with your personality. Now, I have a question for you, Stephen. What's the difference between personality and identity? Because some of what you share felt like, you know, sometimes we relate to our personality as this is who we are. This is our identity. Do you distinguish between the two? I do. I, I, I do in the sense that when I hear the word identity, the first thing I think about is a, a, a great word, a great label, and I connect it to the, the degree of your understanding of why you're here. Every single one of us are here for a reason. We're meant to be here. We're supposed to be here, right? We, we're supposed to be here to learn whatever we came here for. And I think that, you know, the, the personality just, again, it's, it's what you pick up. It's what you live. It's, it's, it's so much of your beliefs, but I think the identity is really how, or how I define the identity is how, how far off are you from your purpose? How far off are you from your passion? What, what degree or how quick are you sort of getting to a place to stay in your path to get to your passion the identity is just is 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 a i mean it's very very close it's very similar to a personality but it's still like i i i i think it's different in the sense that it's more attached to at 
the end of your life when you cross over, I think more the identity is looked at when you came here, you signed a sacred contract to come and to learn something. And at the end of the day, when you cross over the identity, then if, 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 you know, God, the universe, whatever your higher power is had on a board identity, it would really be defined as what did you do with that? How, how did you, or how close did you get to going through the process and the curiosity and all of that to figure out why you're here? And once you figure that out, what did you do with it? That, that's really incredible. Now, you, earlier you talked about beliefs. And again, as I'm hearing you define your definition of identity, I'm, I'm wondering, you know, do our belief system also lead us to be clear on, you know, what our identity is? Because, don't, you know, don't I would think that our belief system also it's aligned with our purpose for those of us who are clear about what that is. But what about somebody who isn't clear? What about somebody who is just they they wake up, they they just do whatever they do, but there's no there's no purpose behind what they do. They don't even know that they're living a life with purpose or for a purpose. What would you say to those individuals? Well, I mean, I think when we talk about soul, personality, identity, it's in beliefs, everything is still connected, right? I mean, they're just different levels, but they're sort of like on a a base of a tree with branches. Everything is still connected and beliefs, you know, so many people, they're, they're, they're like creatures of the mind, if you will. It, it, when you pick beliefs up, they sort of seep into you, some beliefs, and they're so incredibly powerful. And I think what that's what you're explaining, Elix, or, or, or sort of saying if this person, you know, d doesn't know that there is a purpose or so, I think it's because this, this particular person is so sort of ensconced in their beliefs that they are, the beliefs are so powerful that they not only don't even really know about them, but more importantly, they don't think about them. They, they don't even recognize them. So they just are on automatic and they just go day by day by day of having highs and lows, having days that seem really good, having days that feel really bad, you know, just whatever, whatever the external forces are that make that happen or the internal forces. But it's just one of those things that um, people just don't think about. And, uh, and, and again, the, the beliefs are so, so sort of ingrained in us. Cause remember these beliefs can be, picked up as a little child. You know, one thing when I'm teaching my, my, one of my courses, I just talk about, um, there could be a nine-year-old little girl that's walking home from school, and there is another group of kids in her school, not in her school, it doesn't matter, and on the other side of the street and yell at this little girl, you're fat, you're fat. And she may be a little chunky, she may be just a little, like just a tad bit maybe. Um, and that one statement can just, that that statement is converted into a belief. She's fat. 
And then that belief just sort of expands. If I'm fat, I'm ugly. In, in her perspective, a nine-year-old, when that nine-year-old goes to 10, 11, and 12, 13, what she does is she puts it in one of her shelves. It never leaves. It, it, the shelf is never dusted. It's just there. Dust just accumulates, but it doesn't leave her psyche. It doesn't leave her energy. And and because it doesn't, it grows and gets bigger and bigger and bigger. It's not serving her. But does she go back to the nine-year-old girl and say, wait a minute, that's where this all started? No, it's completely the opposite. She doesn't even think about that. All yeah. she is left with is the effects, the negative effects of what that experience brought. And it just, it, it, it so much determines her life. And that belief, yes, Okay, hold on one second. And that belief, though, that belief, right, Stephen, yes. can then lead to a personality because that young, yes. if we keep that example, that young girl then can become somebody who may be shy, who may be um, uh, insecure about herself, right, because she believes that she's fat or she's Put ugly. more weight on she may yeah. put more, even more weight on because she believes that and thinking that no one's going to love me because I'm, I'm, I'm overweight. So I might as well just let it go and enjoy the food and, and, and sort of protect myself and just get bigger and bigger. Okay, that's good. Stephen, we do have somebody on the line with a question. So, Mark, put them in. Hello. 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 Hi. Who's this? Hi. Hi, this is Lisa. Um, hi, Lisa. I, hi. I have a question for, for both of you and... Amen to what you all just said about that little girl. But I have I have self confidence issues, and I'm I'm old. Like like I'm not that little girl anymore. But I have self confidence issues, and so sometimes I try to still those voices, and mm. I try to meditate. But I can't. Like, how do you meditate? Like, give me the like the the one oh one version of how like how do you stop the voices and all the the intrusions and the little sounds and the things from entering your brain to calm down enough to focus so that you can try to improve yourself and for me it's self-confidence and you know uh having enough and that self-confidence i know i'm running on but my self-confidence you know it, it runs into so many areas not a not just about what I do, but like, you know, having relationships and yeah, I, I don't think I'm good enough, right? Because mm -hmm. my marriage failed or, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, help. Yes. Yeah. Makes perfect <laughs> sense. Stephen, I'll let you answer, you know, you go first. I have something to say about it, but you go because you are an expert in the subject matter. Well, Lisa, thank you so much for calling. And first of all, let me just start with, I love that you, you should give yourself a pat on the back that you actually were vulnerable enough to actually call and just ask that question because that's hitting so many women and so many men that have had the same exact experience. So kudos to you, Lisa. Um, one of my one answer to your question about how do you meditate is that that's that's personal for everybody. But to answer the direct question you asked is that you just let those thoughts 
just flow through because you can't stop them. I mean, some people get very, very good and some people just, you know, it's it's difficult when you're meditating because you're meditating in the middle of the meditation, you realize you're, you're thinking about, you got to go to the cleaners tomorrow. And so what yeah. you do is you, you forgive yourself. You just say, all right, let that move and let me go back to focusing. And there's breathing techniques and there's all kind of sort of breathing is one of the uh, things. Counting is another thing that you can get into um, the meditation. But from my perspective, to answer your question, I don't think, Lisa, it's, it's, it's necessarily about the focus on I'm not meditating correctly. I think it really is what you just described is beliefs. And that's why I wanted to do the subject matter about stepping out of your personality. It's really, you know, ironically in a meditation, and we haven't even got to this, but the, the, the process is, is being able to, in your third mind, when you're sitting down, relaxed, whether you categorize it as a meditation or not, Lisa, you just sit down, you relax, you take a couple of de de deep breaths in, you get relaxed, and in your third mind, as much as you can, you envision your soul, like the, the same person, like a clone of you, stepping out of your body. So if you're sitting, say, in a chair, you just want to envision that the, 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 a clone of you, like if you were an identical twin, actually just steps out of your body and steps behind you so that you can actually now see the back of the chair, you can see the back of your head. And when you have that space between the personality and now you pulled yourself out so you're more on the soul side, that's where the magic happens and that's where you start taking inventory, Lisa. You got to go back. I mean, because these things are not just a, a simple... Let me call and find out why I don't have confidence. And then when Stephen and Neelix say something, okay, I'm cured, right? Because, you know, you're right. a smart person. This would have already been cured. You would have resolved this already. It, but the, the great thing about this, Lisa, it's not a difficult thing. Um, but you just have to understand that when you pull out of yourself, and even if you're not a good person that can visualize in your third eye, just even just in your, your brain, just have it set there. And when you pull back, that's when you start challenging these beliefs. You, you really start with, like today, you start with, if this was later on, why did I first start saying in the, the, big, the first part of that conversation when I called Stephen and Elix was, and I'm old. Where did that come from? <laughs> I'm living. I'm breathing. I, I have so much to give. You're still here, Lisa. You've got this, this passion and this purpose. Why did I say that? Challenge it. The second you challenge it, even if you challenge it and then you say, um, but okay, I don't know why you challenged it. You get power. You start shifting the balance. The power starts coming back to Lisa. The personality that's that holding you back starts going out the door and you start filling yourself with that small amount of power so that the next time you're not going to say you're, you're not going to say you're old. You're going to say, hey, I still have way a lot to live. This this what if this is the best part of my life coming up. What if I yeah. needed this timing? I needed to go through everything I did to then start taking inventory, step out of my personality, figure things out, and then the best part of my life happens. What if? Does that make sense? Yeah, I love that. I love that. Yes, it does. And Elix. Perfect sense. Uh, the only thing I would add to that, because that was beautiful, Lisa, is um, one of the things that Steven said, and it's part of what we practice, it's part of what I do in my coaching practice, is um, 
every single one of us, we've all had significant moments in our lives. So one thing for you that you could do to identify where that comes from is to just think back you know, of significant moment in your life, probably going as far back as possible. So something happened when you were a young girl and somebody may have said something, somebody may have done something, and that's where that belief was born. And what happened is you created a narrative. You invented a narrative. That was made up. That's not the truth. But as a young person, you don't know better. So you lived a whole life with a narrative that was made up, except that you're relating to that narrative as that's my truth. That is the I am. I am this way. Almost as if if I took you to a lab, your blood type would come back positive for whatever that is, blank, right? You you know, name it. Yeah. So you gotta learn to invent a new narrative. If you were able to invent a narrative back then, you we all have the ability to reinvent a whole new narrative. And that's where the power is. So I hope that was helpful. Right now, I have to invent time to go on a commercial break. So Lisa, thank you for calling, but we need to take thank a commercial you, Lisa. break. We'll be right yeah, back. Thank you both. Bye. You're welcome. And hello, everyone, and welcome back to Get a Grip with Coach Elex. I'm your host, Coach Elex, and with me, my amazing co-host. And today's, today's special guest, <laughs> the one and only, my husband. <laughs> I guess I was so excited I didn't let you finish. Stephen the Medium. Stephen the Medium. My husband, you know, a radio host and an amazing person. And today we're having a great, incredible conversation about how to step out of your personality. Stephen, that last caller was, I think she really, it was almost like a caller that was aligned with with the conversation and that it really helped put all of it together for for our listeners. Yes. So with that said, Stephen, what what would you say to those individuals who are listening? You know, what what can they do to to shift perhaps to step out of that familiar personality that they know it's holding them, them back from honoring that purpose, what they know they're here for. Well, you know, I, I do agree with you with Lisa, and I, I'm so happy that Lisa called. That, that was like a divine intervention that she did call. You know, it just, when Lisa just called in, in some of the things that she said were, as you know, Elix, us being together for 30 years, I lived and breathed them of just mm -hmm. being yeah. angry, you know, uh, in my book, I just, I sort of depict that in, in the suicide gift, but the self, the, the lack of self-confidence, the hating myself, all mm -hmm. of that. And the reason why I bring that up is that I think one thing that, that everyone who is on this journey has to know is you need to give yourself slack and you need to, to give yourself forgiveness. And I bring that up because when you're doing this process, and let's just let's continue with Lisa, and she talked yes. about, and one of the main things was the, the the lack of confidence. If she was to start 
challenging things and feeling better about herself, whichever way it is, whether she's challenging beliefs and, and, and starting to pull, take her power back. And, and all of a sudden, you know, she's doing that and feeling better. She goes out one day and she gets looks from who, whoever she may be attracted to. If And I'm just using this as an example. And she feels good. And then the next day or two days later, something happens that feels to her like like it, it hits to the core of her bones. Someone says something to her. Someone looks at her some way and it just it just brings back everything that she has been living for whatever amount of years um, at that stage is the most important part of progressing with stepping out of your personality because that's where the majority of people just sink back in. It's not working. No matter what I did last week, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, it's not working. I'm back here. Forget about it. And they go right back into their, their usual routine. That's also where the magic happens. That's really the, the, the time period when you step out. The, the, the experience or example I just said to Lisa about stepping out of herself like a clone stepping out. That's really your opportunity when something like that happens. It's the universe challenging you saying, are you really ready, Lisa? Lisa, are you really ready to today say, I'm not staying the way I was. I am getting rid of these beliefs. I'm destroying them and I am moving forward. And that really is is that 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 magic place. And when you're in there, I think one of the best ways to get out of that, to keep going forward, is if that example and something happened and after a couple of weeks of Lisa feeling like she's doing really well and then something happens that brings her right back to the, 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 the way she's lived is just, again, taking a couple of deep breaths in and as sort of like what you said, Elix, going back to a particular time, you don't have to go to a specific time, but just take a deep, a couple of deep breaths and just envision with your eyes closed the six-year-old Lisa. And it doesn't matter if anything happened at six years old and just envision that six-year-old Lisa is running up to the current Lisa and you just hold her, you hug her, you give her love. It's going to be okay. That's the, the forgiveness. That's giving yourself a break. And that sort of resets you and says, you know what? I'm not going back. I'm moving forward with this. So I hope that makes sense. It makes perfect sense. That's absolutely beautiful. And and Stephen, I, I as I'm listening to you, I think it's important to remind our listeners that, you know, this this work requires the willingness to embrace the discomfort, to get comfortable with the dis with the uncomfortable, because you know it is uncomfortable to go back. It is uncomfortable to revisit. You know, it is uncomfortable to create a new narrative, but nothing can change unless you embrace that. And there's a quote from Lisa Nichols, which I love. And, you know, she says that most people want the convenience of transformation without the inconvenience of what it takes to transform. Think about that. I, I, I love that. And, Elix, you know, one of my favorite... And I don't know who said this because I heard this a long time ago, but I think it is, it's, it's just brilliant. And the, the, the phrase was, don't let yourself die with the music still in you. Mm, I love that. 
meaning you're here for a reason and all this other stuff and these beliefs and this lack of confidence and stuff like that is just blocking why you're supposed to be here why you're meant to be here your gifts and and all of that and let me just say quickly like said a couple of months ago i posted it was not about ego it wasn't about look at steven there was a reason why i did this i posted on social media in the past two years I was profiled in my first documentary, Lady of the Dunes, that got national um, visibility. On my filmed two episodes of uh, Doc Echo's Paranormal, that the first episode is already streaming on Amazon Prime. I wrote a book that came out December 8th. The only reason why I put that is that, and I ended that post with anything is possible, is because of doing this work, of pulling out of your personality, being as close as you can in sync with your soul, because in where your soul is, your soul knows exactly why you're here. But your soul just will not control the personality and say, listen, if you want to take your whole life and not be here with me and, and, and follow me, because that's what you're supposed to be doing and you realize all these gifts and live this extraordinary life. You, you do that. But I always have my open arms waiting, you waiting for you to come back. If you realize this is just a personality, these are beliefs that are not serving me. That is so, so awesome. By the way, all of you just got a front row seat as to uh, into our lives, because these are the conversations that Steven and I have all the time, all the time, does the recent 30, celebrating 31 years in April. So that's it, Stephen. We have reached the top of the hour. How can people connect with you? You have classes, you do private sessions, you have a book. How can they find out more about you and connect with you? Yes, thank you for that, Elix. All, all of the above. And it's very simple, just Stephen the Medium. StephenTheMedium.com and across social media, it's Stephen the Medium beautiful and to connect with me which i hope you do find me at coach elix anywhere on social media and if you're listening stay tuned for mark's jukebox who is our producer and his show is coming up next that said have a wonderful weekend everyone oh wait 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 oh oh next next week stay tuned next week is the last friday of the month and guess who's going to be on at one o'clock same time through the static That's awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So you got to tune in next week. And I believe Sunday we're also doing Sundays with Steelix, correct? Yes, yes. So that's a way to find us as well. That said, have a wonderful weekend, everyone. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.